This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dumped, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to The Real Down on Paddle and Fin, with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to The Real Down, back on Paddle and Finn. Uh, glad you're listening or watching us tonight, and I gotta get a new picture. It's time to catch another big fish so I can get a better picture on there. I'm tired of looking at that one. But uh, Jimmy's off tonight. He had some just some work. The man's an entrepreneur. He's out there hustling, so uh, he took the night off. But in his place, uh, I have my running partner, the, the guy who I fish with probably more than anybody else. I had to get him on the show. Mr. Chuck Wise, how you doing, man? How's it going, man? <laughs> Good. So I was able to get Chuck on. Wanted to have him on here. Me and him, we fish together all the time. You know how everybody has your buddies that you, uh, you know, you kind of tell everything. You actually say, tell them what's going on. You don't 
keeping any secrets, that's that's Chuck for me. But uh, yeah, man, tell everybody first time being on here. Tell everybody who you are, man. Yeah, man. Uh, my name's Chuck Wise. Uh, I've been you know fishing for a long time, kayak fishing for quite a while too. Uh, you know, met you when maybe two years ago now, two and a half, something like that. And yeah. we've been pretty good buddies ever since. Uh, yeah, we uh, we definitely uh, we we fish together all the time. We share information. Um, yeah. Well, come on, you gotta give my background. You you fished at Auburn and yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, you yeah. you didn't just start at kayak. No, no, yeah, I've uh, I've like I said, I've been fishing all my life pretty much, and uh, I fished for Auburn. I, I got I got made their traveling team, um, which is like top six and top eight. Uh, I got six. You have like fifty people or something, right? Yeah, I think that year we had fifty or fifty-five. But I got I just I got a lucky draw because I fished as a co-boater and. I got with some good guys who were around fish and, you know, I was able to catch some and, you know, if I'm, yeah, I, I caught plenty of fish and I made the traveling team one year. It was really fun. We went to Okeechobee and Chickamauga and all those places, you know, as yeah. like a, that's the places you dream of. I'm pretty sure that we didn't really catch that many fish in the tournament, but I got to go at least. So it's fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, been kayak fishing, dang. Ever since I went to you know to college, I guess six years now, seven years now. But that's just in a kayak. So I've, like I said, I've been I've been doing that a while. But I've just started kayak tournament fishing maybe three years ago. Uh, so still pretty. I mean, I've always fished tournaments, um, but kayak tournaments is a little bit different for sure. But um, but yeah, and you and we're on the KFL team, Alabama Hammers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a hammer. Yeah, there so you they go. say. But <laughs> hey, you can catch them now. You got second in our AOY last year, right? Yeah, I got second last year. Um, and right now I'm leading AOY, but we still have two tournaments to go, and I don't know. I'm getting kind of nervous. I feel like I'm Seth Fighter. I'm, I'm not getting a fish one of them, so I, I think you'll be okay. I don't know, Luke. Man, he's he's yeah, on him. He's on him right now. Yeah, Luke with his uh, old Astro. Was it like a rocket pop? Feel free. Uh, yeah, whatever kind of kayak is from the kayak store. But yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're on the Alabama. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on because we're on the Alabama Hammers team together with a uh, Lance Coley, the guy who beat you in AOI last year. I think yeah. I ended up uh, was really disappointed with my last two tournaments. But the uh, Lance, uh, Tim Perkins, and Coley McGowan, and John Lesman. John Lesman, yeah, the captain. The guy who's oh. running the show. Yeah, but we, uh, are... we have our first tournament. Yeah, July 10th, we have our so – we won our first tournament, and then on July 10th, we have our second tournament. We're traveling to uh, the Tar Heel Lunkers out in Lake Randleman in North Carolina. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. I, I love fishing deep, so I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I wish I could go to that one. Cool. All right. So tonight, yeah. Well, we'll get you out some of them. Oh yeah. Chuck's about to have a kid, so he's not getting a fish all of them with us like he wanted to. I was looking at the wife there. He's he's about to be proud. First thing I see is her belly. So (laughs) there you go. Don't talk about the belly. What belly? (laughs) There you go. Oh, you're so beautiful. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here we go. All right. So tonight we have on, uh, we're have some great guests from probably the most beautiful state in the union. Uh, kayak bass fishing, Utah, they had a tournament on Pine View Reservoir Had 61 anglers. And we have the top three here tonight. We have, uh, Aaron Warner, uh, Tyler Ivy and Jason Conley. Thanks for being on show guys. Hey, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank Happy you. to be here. Yeah, and shout out to Aaron, who, uh, who one of the people that runs y'all's trail. She was able to to get some information, but uh, yeah, everybody loves Aaron. But uh, yeah, so uh, welcome to the show. First time y'all been on. We'll go around the horn here and let all y'all say who you are and tell you what you do whenever you're not fishing. Whatever you want to tell everybody, all the listeners. Uh, Aaron, we'll start with you, man. All right, yeah. Uh, so my name's Aaron Warner from from uh, Vineyard, Utah. Um, just love to fish. I grew up fishing for trout, and then in college, I really discovered bass fishing, and uh, it was it was game over. It was, I was all about bass um, after that. Ended up uh, fishing in at UVU, fishing some, uh, some of the FLW college trail tournaments. Had some success at like Clear Lake and Havasu, and that just really got me hooked. Um, ever since then, I've been just kind of fishing local tournaments, and then recently got into the kayak scene. Um, and when I'm not fishing, I'm kind of thinking about fishing or, or running a fishing website. So which fishing website do you run? Um, uh, just a little kind of a side project called tiltfishing.com where I, uh, just post different articles and things like that. So cool, man. Very cool. All right, Tyler, how about you, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hey, uh, hey, so I'm uh, Tyler Ivy. I'm from Hooper, Utah. I'm down here in northern Utah, a part of the state. I've been a tournament fishing for about 15 years now. I started wow. when I was uh, 13. Uh, they had a youth program down here in Utah for FLW and BSSS uh, Federation. So I started fishing that when I was uh, I was about 13 years old. And ever, I've been bass fishing ever since. Uh, I've been it, it, bass fishing is uh, bass fishing is addic addicting for sure. So, um, yeah, I just I, I got a boat when I was 16, and I've been I've been fishing in tournaments ever since then. Um, I, I I'm I'm a diehard for it. I, I love it, and uh, I just took actually kayak fishing. Jeez, just two years ago, like I I found out that um, the kayak fishing club here in Utah um, they they did tournaments, and so. I bought me a little kayak and joined the joined the club and started fishing these tournaments. Man, it it's it's fun. It's way different than fishing out of a boat. It's it's actually, in my opinion, a lot more difficult. And uh, I I I think it's so much fun. I love the challenge. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely one of those people. I, I fished in the boat for a long time, college, like you know, a couple of us, and I just I, I don't I don't want to go back I, until um, as long as I'm able to function to pedal. Uh, I, this is what I'm going to do. I, I love the strategy. I love just how it's different, you know, but uh, also what, what kind of kayaks are y'all in? Kind of curious what, what people in Utah are in kind of, it seems kayaks are kind of regional, you know, which one's the most popular. Um, the one I'm using is uh, we got a, well, we got a lifetime store down here in Utah. They build them um, just right down the road from me. So I, I of course went down there, bought a lifetime kayak. Um, they're not, they're not super expensive or anything. I didn't, I didn't get nothing super fancy yet. I am looking into getting something a little bit bigger and a little bit nicer now that I'm getting really into it. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm using is a is a lifetime. 
Well, there's no doubt. Which which model? I mean, there's hey, any kayak that gets you in it, and there's no denying you did. You got second place, so you know nobody's putting down a, a lifetime right now on your trail. Yeah, yeah it's a it's it's um, the Yukon angler. Um, it's, I think it's like eleven feet. Um, so it, it's it's pretty size. It's it has a really good flat surface, and I, I like to stand. So I did, I fished standing up pretty much the whole entire time. So that's why I, I chose that one because it has a pretty good flat surface and it's pretty stable. I ended actually ended up putting a trolling motor on it too, so I can actually get around the lake a little bit easier because this one doesn't got the pedal drive. And so I ended up putting a trolling motor up front so I can actually kind of move around the lake a little bit easier, keep up with these guys and all these hobies. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Yeah, Aaron, how about you, man? He's uh, he's got a hobby smile, huh? No, I'm I'm a oh. old town guy. So last oh. year, I fished a couple of tournaments for the first time in, in the kayak last year in like an, a lifetime, like $100 kayak. And then one tournament, the wind just picked up and it was – I, I had to, you know, paddle and it was, I couldn't fish. And so I was like, forget that. I'm going to upgrade. And I got a um, old town, uh, 106 Minn Kota, the okay. sportsman's powered by Minn Kota. Yeah. Uh, so I'm rocking that this year. And it's definitely been a, a nice upgrade from what I was using last year. That is a cool boat, man. Just the way the foot controls are. It seems like that would be like the, you know, like Tyler, you have a probably a remote control on yours or are you using foot pedal? Uh, I put a foot pedal on mine, but it has yeah. a it has a remote control as well. So. Gotcha. It seems like the the integration of that kayak of the Old Town 106 M MK the the one that you have like that one would be. It just seems like it's really it'd be really intuitive in it. I haven't been in one, but you know, let's say I'm sure my wife would love one of those. Yeah, they're they're really nice. I, the reason why I got it is kind of like what you're saying, just the ability to fish kind of hands free and kind of yeah. control the the rudder with your feet, which is really nice. Yeah, very cool. I would love to have one too. I didn't mean just her, but I've already got two kayaks. I don't know if I can have a third. All right, Jason, how about you though? I fish out of the Old Town 120 Sports One PDL. Hey, all right. I, I just had that kayak. I have the Predator now, but the uh, I'm still I'm still undecided on which one I like more. I loved I loved the 120. Oh, I'd love it to death, man. I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot six, 260 pounds, and I can stand on the top pile of my boat and fish off of it. So, I mean, the stability, everything about it, I love it to death. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell it by who you are. What, what do you do whenever you're not fishing? Well, I'm Jason Conley. I grew up fishing ever since I was in diapers with my family, you know, and I have a uncle that would take me out six, seven days a week when I through elementary, junior high, all that stuff after school. He'd get off work. I'd be standing on the corner with the worms caught for the night to go fish, catfish or trout or whatever. And you know, I own my own HVAC company and you know, fishing is my life. I think about fishing all the time when I'm not fishing it's coyote hunting. And other than that, that's basically my life, you know. Coyote hunting, huh? Yes. Big time. Well, uh, we'll have we'll have to get you on the on the hunting show so you can talk about that because I uh, I know people do it around here like I don't know if they they do it whenever they have to they don't like I don't know if they do it for sport so I, that that's interesting though it's kind of crazy because Utah they actually give you a fifty dollar bounty for every coyote that you shoot 
Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that is cool. All right. So uh, this lake, what, what was that? Pineview Reservoir. Can somebody kind of give us an overview, lay of the land or lay of the water, as it were? Just kind of tell us about the lake. Yeah, I don't know. I think Tyler, are you, you you might have the most experience there. I know you've been fish you fish there a lot for many years. Yeah, I mean, I I only live like twenty five minutes away from there. It's a uh, it looks oh, like okay. turkey. It looks like a turkey's foot. Literally, it's got three arms: one middle inlet and a south and north inlet. And uh, it's 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 a fun lake. There's a surprisingly there's a lot of big smallmouth in there. Um, it, it gets hammered every day with the pressure of people and. Uh, and wakeboard boats and party boats or it's just constantly i was actually there like literally today all, all day there before i came up came on the show with you guys but uh it's 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 even during a weekday it's getting hammered all the time but it's constantly putting out big small mouth um they have large mouth in there too but it's it's a it's not a very big lake compared to most lakes in the u.s um it's i can't remember how many acres it is you guys know how many acres it is no i don't uh-uh yeah, it's it's not very big at all. It's not what you guys would expect. Um, it I I don't know. I couldn't even put a number on. It. I think it's only like twenty thousand acres, fifty thousand acres, something like that. It's not very big. Okay. But they it, it's post. I mean, I caught I catch five pound smallies out of there pretty consistently. Um, so there's it it has some awesome fish in there. There you go. Yeah, I'll go over the numbers for the tournament. It was a uh, Aaron. You had eighty four and a quarter. Uh, Tyler. Unfortunately, you had 84 and a quarter as well. And uh, Jason, you had 83 and three quarter. And somebody else I wanted to talk about, Cayman Rasmussen. That guy, I we, because every time after after the show, we go over all the tournaments and the results. And we're always saying his name. And I'm always like, that guy's got the best name in kayak fishing, Cayman Rasmussen. But uh, I looked it up today. He's only, he's young. He's like, uh, what, what, he's got to be like, what, 16? No, I think, I he's, think like he's about 20. twenty-two. Oh, is he? I'm sorry, Cayman, but uh, you look you look fabulous for your age. You look very maybe one twenty, ring and wet. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we're always saying his name, Cayman Rasmussen. I thought he was like some burly fifty-something-year-old guy with a lot of hair, but no, it's like a, a young dude just out there slaying. But uh, yeah, we'll have to get him on one day. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll start with you, Jason. Did, did you get to pre Did you get to practice, or uh, what? How, how did you find your fish? I guess. Yeah, so I two weeks two weeks before it, I went up there and pre-fished out of my kayak. Realized I can't cover enough ground because there's actually a lot of shoreline on Pineview, and the water is down between thirty to sixty feet from where it normally is. So all of our cover, all of our brush is totally out of the water. So everything comes down to your points and your rocks. And so, you know, I had a friend that has a fast boat by the name of Jackson. He He's, like, volunteered to come up. We covered the lake. I mean, we covered every point, rock, everything for a full day. And we found one thing in common, you know. And so until that point, you know, I didn't have any game plan or any strategy. But once we found the fish and every fish was doing the exact same thing, then I knew what I was going to do, and I didn't change one ounce for my strategy. What, what kind of uh, – where are they at? I guess it's probably about the same as here, like late post spawn or are they kind of, yeah, they're, they're, they're post spawn. I would say, I don't know, Tyler, what would you say? Three weeks out of spawn, two to three weeks. 
Yeah, probably about three weeks. That water temp here is yeah. about 76 now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I caught a few on beds about two weeks ago, so. Yeah. Cool. And I, I, I can't even tell you, like, spawning smallmouth because I just don't know. <laughs> we, we don't have a whole lot of them. You have to go up to the Tennessee River a couple hours away from where me and Chuck are at. And I don't. I usually don't target smallmouth whenever I'm up there, but yeah, uh, they, they, were, they were pretty deep. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess it kind of messed them all up. having it being drawn down that far, huh? Yeah. I think a lot of their beds got exposed and everything. So I think we lost a lot of our, our hatch from it. What's a, uh, what's water clarity over there on that lake? Uh, right about. now stained to, to muddy, I'd say. Wow. Yeah, you've got yeah. all them party, the party boats on there. Mm. Yeah, we got all those wakeboard boats that they're just constantly burying up the shoreline right now, especially with the way the water is, how low it is right now. It's just a bunch of this beach on the side of the, on the shoreline, so it's just constantly muddy. Um, probably about two, three feet. I mean, which is clear for, relatively clear for a lot of other lakes, but. People talk bad about jet skis. I'd rather have a jet skier than a wakeboard boat any day. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. They're the worst. I mean, I mean, I got one buddy that's on here that about got nailed by a four-foot wave while he was standing up to his back. I'm Tyler. Yeah, he uh, yelled at me. I wasn't paying attention. I had a big old wakeboard boat wave coming right at me, and he yelled at me, and I had to turn around and sit down, or I was, I was going to go overboard. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Wow. There you go. He saved it. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. You could have bumped him down to third. Hey, dude, it's not about winning. Yeah. We're all we're all good buddies, you know. I mean, that's what it's about. We go up there, we have a good time. We all joke and tease and prod each other, and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm always really surprised. Like, you think if anybody is hurting landowners and docks and anything else, it's got to be the wakeboard boats because they're it's just that constant, you know, big waves all the time. If anybody's doing damage, it's them. Well, definitely, and a lot of these guys, you know, they don't have any common sense because several times Tyler was just down for me, but another guy was there. And I mean, there's 35 feet between us and they would come between us in that 35 feet. Yeah. And so, you know, and I've got juniors of fish bias for myself. I'm not worried if I lose my fishing gear, no big deal. I mean, I can always go spend the money to replace it, but you get a little kid on there. That's a whole different ball game. Mm. Tyler, did, did you get to practice any? Living so close, I guess you did, huh? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, Chad Hoover came down, um, and he shot his TV show down there, and I was uh, I came out there and helped those guys. I brought my boat out and uh, helped those guys and put a couple camera guys on the boat probably three days before the tournament. And so, yeah, we did I, – I mean, I guess that was kind of my pre-fish. Um, I just took them some spots I know. Um, we ended up doing having a really good day. Um, we ended up – I caught a couple fours, a couple threes, and a bunch of, like, little one- and two-pounders. So, I mean, the funny thing is I didn't even fish any of those spots just because there was – unfortunately, I mean, nature of the beast, a lot of those guys went to that spot. So, <laughs> I just kind of left it – I let it be. Um, I had other spots. I had largemouth. And so, I just went focused on the largemouth mouth because i know probably a lot of people weren't going to be chasing large mouth and so i i focused on large mouth most most that day um just from a spot from i had a experience in the past with so and then it ended up being there it ended up being a pretty good time gotcha 
brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Aaron, how about you, man? Yeah, I, I uh, was able to pre-fish uh, a couple a couple times. Um, found found a really good area that I wanted to focus on and, and really uh, kind of keyed in on that and um, kind of dialed that in, found a few baits I felt like I had confidence in and ended up using those in the tournament. Okay. And now we'll kind of roll into the tournament. Jason, uh, how'd it go for you, man? It went good. You got third out of uh, – how many people was it? It was a good amount of people too. 63. Yeah, that's – y'all got a good, healthy club there. Yeah, that was a record turnout for our club. So, I mean, I was happy to see that. You know, my tournament first thing in the morning, I stuck a 17 and three-quarter incher. While I was putting that in my boat, I sometimes I, I like to kick my jig over the side, and I didn't let it go all the way to the bottom. While I'm trying to measure that fish, I pulled and pull off my boat, and I picked up a 16 and a half incher. So, the first two minutes, I got, you know, two solid fish. From that point on, I ended up catching a lot of 9, 10, 11 inchers. So I'm like, great. I start out really strong, and here I am with a bunch of dinks on the board, you know. For the rest of the day, it was a grind. For me to catch those last three quality fish, it was over 16 and a half inches. It took me all day until about a half hour before it was lines out. What what, what kind of jig are you throwing? Well, I was throwing I was throwing a white skirted swim bait with a K-Tech on it, K-Tech. And then, you know, of course, we always try the Ned rig once in a while, but most of my stuff come off of that in the Kitex. So more more of a swim bait type bite than anything because a lot of the way the boats are pushing the waves across the points was pushing the fish on the backside of the points. Gotcha. Cool. What uh what what size uh contact were you using? Like the three I was using three point eight yeah. inch white. So it, it worked pretty good. Wasn't trying to give up all your juice there. I'm and oh, you're fine. Ned rigs. I'm still trying to convince Chuck to to throw a Ned rig. He 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 doesn't like that spinning gear. Dan calls it the Dorito. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a Dorito. That's what I call it. It's a Dorito bite. Like I've explained it before. I, I don't think it's a feeding bite, and it's definitely not a uh, reaction bite. It's just well, like I, if somebody put a Dorito in your face, you don't want to eat it. But it's just like it's a Dorito, like. I won't. I won't lie. My very last fish come on a Ned rig, and I actually had the bite. And this lake is just full of crappie, all right. And so I've got this little tink, 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 tink. I'm like these stupid crappie, and I just kind of like jerked to pull it away from it, and it just about pulled my pole right back down. And it was a 17 incher, and that's all I needed to seal the deal to get in the top three. There you go. Cool. I was sure it was a crappie. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, how about you, man? Well, like I said, I kind of I had a different approach to what I normally would do at this lake. Um, I just knew there was going to be a lot of kayaks on the on the lake, so I was like, I have I had I have to get away from the people um, to, to actually have an opportunity. I felt like so I was like, you know, I'm going to go for some largemouth, so do something a little bit different. So I went to my first spot in the morning, uh, anchored down on the spot that I knew that had a large mouth in the area so I went there and caught oh, probably five fish pretty dang quick um i had i had two large mouth over over like three pounds in like the first five minutes and then i had another guy pull up on me <laughs> and it was 25 yards and so 
I try not to say nothing and let it go. Boat or kayak? What's that? Boat or kayak? It was a kayak. Another another competitor. Mm. So he started cat. He started casting over my line, and I kind of said some words and time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was, I, I can't, I don't know his name. I, I didn't, I didn't try to make a big deal. I just asked not to do it, but you know, he has the right to be there too. He's 25 yards on our, on our rules here. So, um, I ended up catching a, a pretty good small mouth. Um, I think it was like a 16 and a half inch small mouth. And then, uh, while I was measuring it, took a picture, he, he slid in behind me and <laughs> made that exact same cast and caught like almost a four pound large mouth. So, <laughs> I mean, mm. it is what it is. Um, he eventually left me alone, and I was able to pick off some more fish. I ended up dumping a pretty dang big uh, smallmouth. I was probably like 17, 18 inches on a on a crankbait right next to the boat. I thought I was little. I was trying to – I didn't have a net. I was just kind of just working it in and thinking it was a little fish, and all of a sudden it started flopping around like crazy right next to my kayak, and uh, I didn't have my net ready or anything. It ended up flinging off, but, I mean, that, that's good fishing, so – and then what happened after that is that my bike kind of died. Um, it, was, it was a really small area. Um, I, I only had like probably 80 inches at the time. Maybe not even that, probably 78 inches at the time. And then the wind started blowing and I had a couple of spots. I noticed that the wind was blowing right into the spots. And so I made a move. I gave myself an hour before, before the tournament was over. And I went over to that spot where the wind was blowing into. And I literally put three upgrades back to back to back casts. <laughs> it was pretty neat pretty dang neat i was throwing a swim bait on that on that second spot and i pulled up there and caught, caught eight, eight and a quarter 18 and a quarter and then i pulled the 17 quarter next cast i mean a 17 incher in the next cast and then i caught uh i think it was like a 16 incher right after that and then and then after that i get i caught probably another six or seven more keepers but they were probably about 14 inches they, they didn't help me but it was it's crazy though those those wakeboard boats that we're talking about they'll actually cause the bike to get better um in certain areas it's kind of like a wind. They you get so many waves crashing up on this bank that uh, it'll stir up the crawdads and stuff and get those fish fired up. And and then you add a little bit of wind and chopping there, and it, it can really get them going. Uh, that's what I, I kind of noticed on my second spot. I had wind and a little bit of waves going into that. So that's why I made the move to go over there, and it ended up it ended up working out. So it's just, just good decisions. Yeah, it's a heck of a good move there. And uh, Aaron, how about you, man? squeaked out the win i did man it was it was close everyone was right there i was uh i didn't think i i didn't think i was gonna able to pull it off but luckily i i had the tiebreaker um but yeah for me uh i found a spot that i that i really liked the best and just with you know being in a kayak as everyone knows you can't move around a whole lot so i really kind of focused in on this this spot and, and kind of made the decision i was gonna you know, fish that most of the day. Cause I felt like I wasn't getting a lot of bites, but I felt like the bites that I were getting were, you know, that quality and pine view to me, you know, anything around that 17 inch range is, is kind of where I wanted to be at. If I could average around 17, maybe 17 and a half and I'd, I'd have a chance. And so I found the spot where, um, it was kind of a flat that had a, had a drop off as kind of a secondary point. And, um, when I pulled up, uh, came in that was actually um, on the spot as well. And I, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but he lit it up in the morning. I think he had like 73 or four inches in like the first hour or something. So I, I was getting nervous. I thought maybe he caught all the fish um, around the spot, but I just kind of fished um, 
uh, finesse swim bait was kind of the deal for me, which I, I caught all my fish on. I ended up catching um, like a 15, seven, five, two of those kind of, kind of quick. And then I was able to pick up a 17, a couple hours later. And then um, my biggest fish, which was the big fish of the tournament was a 19. I, once, once I caught that, I felt like I had a chance. I just needed to get one more good one. And, and that kind of long then I went through a long stretch where I wasn't getting really any bites and had me nervous, but I finally was able to land like a 16, seven, five. And I felt like I had a good, good shot at least placing. So, um, but for me, the deal was, uh, I was fishing in practice. I fished everything. I, I tried to power fish, couldn't get much going on a, on a crankbait and kind of dialed in the finesse swim bait bite, um, on a Kitek as well, but I was fishing with a, a chartreuse and blue. Uh, the fat swing impact, um, just kind of a finesse swim bait head and, and, uh, just long casts and straight fluorocarbon and just kind of really reeling it in and, um, mixing up speeds. And I felt like they were kind of keying on, um, small bait fish and that chartreuse kind of helps, helps the bait stand out in that dirtier water. So I, I guess a finesse swim bait is kind of something everybody, like a generally something everybody throws in that area. Depends on lake. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I try to be a little bit different. A lot of people will drop shot and fish the Ned Rig and Senkos a lot, at least from what I've noticed. And so the finesse swim bait, uh, for me, gives them a little bit different representation than they're, than everyone else is using. But Except for y'all three. Except for Jason, yeah. And I don't know what, Tyler, what you were, what were you using, but. Some kind yeah. of swim bait, right? Yeah, I was throwing a swim bait for uh, for the smallies and sinkos for the largies. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was getting nervous because I I on my when I submitted my last fish, um, I was in first, but it was super super tight. I think the top ten were you know an inch or less away from kind of dethroning me, and my my kayak rudder actually broke. Like the there's a screw that screws into the rudder that allows me to steer with my feet the cables. And it came undone, and I couldn't get back to shore. I was just kind of spinning in circles because the rudder was stuck in a certain position. So I was dealing with that kind of for the last hour, and I thought, oh, man, I um, I may have just lost the tournament uh, just because I'm dealing with this kayak thing. But I was able to get it figured out and screw it, screwed it back in and had like 10 minutes to fish, and luckily luckily the, the length held off. I, I guess you got lucky. Your circle got close enough to the bank you could do it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you go. It worked through a malfunction and still made it happen. And uh, Tyler made a good decision at the end. And Jason's just a, a stick and caught him all day. Sounds like a bunch of spinning rod action. Yeah, not Chuck's. Not not Chuck's favorite. Yeah, I can what? bring him up to Utah. He'll love it. <laughs> what What was that that thing you just got, Chuck? That that you could throw a bait caster on. Uh, like super finesse stuff on a baitcaster. What what was it? Yeah, I got a uh, Shimano Scorpion. It's a bait finesse. Um, like they call it BFS, and supposedly you can throw anything down to like a sixteenth of an ounce on this thing. And I've uh, I've had pretty good luck with it. I'll throw like ultra lightweight shaky heads and uh, like small finesse jerk baits, and it's super light. And, you know, I can I can I can chunk it out there. So I, 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 I hate throwing a dang spinning rod. 
I feel like in Utah you have to have a spin rod in your arsenal or or yeah, you, you might be in trouble. Yeah. Chuck Slazo, he can do it without it. He, 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 around here you can kinda you know, you can we're so we have so many different kind of lakes here that you can kinda usually get away from it. And a lot of times you do better because you're not throwing finesse and you're just going for those bigger fish. Cause I'm always throwing finesse and ended up ended up like right outside of the money. Around here, it's obviously a lot different in Utah. A lot of it depends on the lake. Yeah, that's right. Well, what other kind of lakes do y'all have there? I'm, I'm just curious. Is it all? Is it mostly reservoirs or? Uh, yeah, like, all reservoirs. Reservoirs like that. Except for no, Lake yeah. Powell. Yeah, Lake Powell is probably the only like big natural lake because we got Utah Lake too. But I mean, the fishing there. Ain't, Ain't the best, but yeah, Lake Powell is probably our best fishery, I would say, in the state of Utah. Um, but most of all, we have tons of reservoirs around here. Um, but they're not—they're not like I said—they're not big. They're—they're they're little. They're all man-made ecosystems, and um, the fishing there ain't—I ain't, would say the best. Um, I mean, there, there is 20-pound bags of largemouth that are caught every once in a while that you hear about. But I mean, if you have usually around here, if you have anywhere from nine to 12 pounds you're in a tournament in a boat tournament so it, wow. uh, these these northern lakes here ain't in Utah ain't, ain't i would say uh amazing besides lake powell lake powell is a, is a phenomenal fishery i mean it's still as long as everybody's on an equal playing field it's still fun you know oh yeah yeah very good all right well we appreciate y'all being on and before we let you go uh we always want to give everybody a chance to shout out uh, anything you want to, anybody that makes fishing easier for you, just anything else you want to talk about. Uh, Jason, we'll start, start with you. All right. Well, I got to thank Aaron Matthews and Joe Randall for making this all possible for our whole club. You know, and Chad Hoover coming out last week with KBF. And, you know, one thing I'd like all these other clubs to do, you know, my brother and I, we sponsor all the junior league trophies and stuff. You know, if, you're, if your clubs are not doing that for the juniors, I mean, we had one little redhead. Our youngest angler is three years old, and he actually took second place. Wow. The second that little kid got his medal, he was running everywhere telling everybody he had a medal. He had a trophy. And, you know, that excitement, that reward for those kids, even though it's not a lot of money out of our pocket or a lot of money into it, that means the world to those kids. You know, our Sand Hollow tournament, we had a kid that I don't think he'd ever won a trophy in his life. And when he took first place down there, I mean, you thought it was the best thing that he'd ever seen in his, in his whole entire life. You know, we've got to keep our kids into this. We've got to keep the kids are coming up behind us or else there's not going to be no future into fishing. So if your club doesn't have it, get a hold of me. I'll kind of help walk you through it, get a hold of Aaron Matthews. You know, we'd be glad to help you set up one of your clubs too. We're, we're actually about, have, about to have our first youth trail in our club, Iron City here in Alabama. We've never had one before and. Uh, next weekend or the weekend after that, we're having our first one. But all the committee people put in for trophies, and yeah, it's, that's that, awesome. Yeah, it's all about the kids, man. That's that's very very cool. I think it's this weekend, right, Dan? Is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Twenty six sounds about right. Yeah, I'm not sure. My wife has plans for me, so I just donated. I'm not going to be able. To, I'm giving them some baits and some money. I'm not going to be able to be there, but yeah, it's very cool. They're doing it. Oh yeah, Tyler, how about you, man? Uh, of course, I was gonna I'd say uh, Aaron uh, Madison, uh, Joe Rand, uh, Joe Randall for you know our, our club presidents. Uh, they they do an awesome job. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So I mean, they do an awesome job running it. Um, 
uh, Chad Hoover coming out here and fishing with us. That was that was awesome. A lot of people love that. Um, he's a great dude. Um, you gotta check out his TV show. What he does. He's he, he's stand up dude. Um, and then J- Jason Conley for the you know sponsoring those the plaques and everything for the, the youth that is out here. Like he said, the youth is our next generation. So that's that's awesome that he he does that for the, for us. So um, and then of course I mean. I got I got a shout out to the sponsors. Um, they they do help me um make my life a little bit easier out there on the water. So like favorite fishing, uh, Liquid Mayhem, Amphibia Eyewear, um, and they're, they're the, they they help me a lot um get out in the water. So I want to thank those guys. I like that Liquid Mayhem myself. Yeah, that, that, what, mayhem there's like some catchphrase or something. Startups. I can't remember the tagline for them, but. I, I can't remember it right off the bat. Tip yeah, tongue, I, yeah, I can't remember it. But yeah, it's good stuff if you never used it. Uh, definitely try it. Either that or bang. I kind of go back and forth. It, it depends on which one I have with me that day. I, I mix it up. I just pick one. I'm like, ooh, today is mayhem or today is bang. You should literally mix it up and see what happens. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, every, time I, every time I put the bang on there, I say bang. And it, gets me, <laughs> it gets me jacked up like I'm ready to catch another fish. Bang. You got to spray it in your mouth too. <laughs> no, that stuff's terrible. If if you spray it in, if the wind's going the wrong way and you're not thinking about it, yeah, you, you coming home stinking. Your wife is not going to want any part of you. <laughs> All right, how about you, man? Oh, I went way overboard there. Sorry. Yeah, I just want to echo what what Jason and Tyler were saying. Yet, just Aaron and Joe uh, and all the kayak um, Utah fishing family. We have a great uh, group of people. It's just a lot of fun to get out on the weekends and, and compete with. Uh, we got a lot. Of, even though Utah is not known for, you know, it's bass fishing by any means, we got a lot of good anglers and, and good sticks out there, and it's fun to, um, to fish with them and, and uh, compete with them. So I don't have any sponsors to thank. Um, just uh, want to thank my, my wife and family for all their support, allowing me to fish and um, giving me time away from the kids and uh, just allowing me to do what I love. There you go. And tilt fishing, right? Isn't that what it was? Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, I run a tiltfishing.com website. So cool. Uh, I'll definitely check that out myself. Everybody else should too. Cool. Well, we appreciate y'all being on and good luck with the rest of year and good luck with your club and Aaron and everybody else. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll talk to y'all in Cayman Rasmussen before too long. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Y'all have fun hey, with those you. spinner rods. Yep. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. Y'all. Letter. All right. All right, there we go. Well, we appreciate them being on some. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, some Utes. Yeah, I, I think I think they're the Utes, right? I think that's the thing. Utah Utes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Utes. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'm not going crazy. Uh, I went out there one time, like for national parks, whenever I was a kid, and then I drove through Utah one time. Uh, I was stationed in Seattle, and I had to drive to back home to Mississippi because they were shipping my, my vehicle to Iceland. And they, I remember hey. driving, I was driving through Utah and I was going over these bridges and it was like, uh, it like the, the bridges were just absolutely glass. Like they were definitely frozen over. And I was, I would just hold on whenever I came to every, every bridge. And then whenever I went like to Salt Lake and then I went east up into Wyoming, I think I might've been going the wrong way. That was like map before Google Maps. That was like MapQuest. Like where you <laughs> it was on paper out. and you yeah. had to like 
Oh, I think I missed an exit. <laughs> Very shady, shady directions. But I went up this giant hill from Utah, I think, into Wyoming, and they had like big crossbars on the interstate. So, you know, like uh, if the weather got too bad, it, they just put a crossbar down on the interstate. Like, oh, you have to turn around. Interstate's closed. Wow. Yeah, the, we don't have that here. That's that's. Yeah. Cool. If, if, it, if it even snows over here, it's just like the whole state yeah. shuts down. And that's probably for the better because – when it rains, people can't drive. I can only imagine icy roads. And this wasn't like in the middle of winter. I remember going up that hill and the sign said, you must have chains with you. I was like, Dang. I do not have chains. I am in trouble. This is a terrible mistake I've made. But I couldn't like turn around and go like hundreds of miles the other. I don't know. Dang. Yeah, I made it. So that was years ago. All right. I wonder if they have any uh, river systems over there. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they have reservoirs, I'm sure they got some kind of river river system. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to have them back on again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll get here for sure. Yeah, there we go. So we'll talk about the other tournaments this week. We had a uh, the Paddling Fin Trail Series on Mass and Chain, 33 anglers. Uh, Colin Heathman won that with 88 and three quarter. Brian Kahn. C-O-Y-N-E, and again, I apologize if I mispronounce your name. I, I barely know how to read. Uh, he didn't even know his name. Yeah, it's, oof. Uh, 87 and three-quarter, Todd Martins with and third with 85 and three-quarter. Bluegrass kayak fishing on Cedar Creek, 32 anglers. Jay Wallen won that, the hammer himself. Chris Osmore, he got second with 89 three-quarter. And Mr. Hobie, A.J. McWhorter, and third with 85 and a half. Carolina kayak anglers, they were on Falls Lake, 52 anglers. Richard Rowland with 86 and a quarter. Joey Sullivan second with 83 and a quarter. And Seth Lubinsky with 82 and three quarter. Beach State kayak anglers, they were on Flint River, 43 anglers. Grant Stokes with 94 inches. Will Clements with 88 and three quarter. And Jordan Marshall with 85 inches. Uh, Nebraska, Nebraska kayak anglers, they were on Sherman. I don't know if Sherman's a lake or a river, but... It just said Sherman, uh, 80 and 41 anglers. Jason Shrek uh, with 78 inches. Marty Hughes, that guy's like been fishing forever and is an absolute hammer. 73 inches. And Brian Johnson with 68 and three quarter. Uh, Southeast Texas back, Bass League, they were on Sam Rayburn, 52 anglers. As always, Sam Rayburn putting up the big numbers. Joe Lanz Lanzaletti, hope that's right, 98 inches. Uh, just absolutely Dang. lapped the field with uh, John Mooney in second with 89 and three quarters. So he won by eight and a quarter inches. That's that's crazy. And then Jacob Laverne with 88 inches. Cack Anglers of 40, Florida, they had a Lindsey Bishop benefit tournament, 36 anglers. Derek Miller, uh, the top three all with more over 100 inches. Derek Miller with 110 Conrad Benetti, the Barbarian, with 105, and Jason Denise with 100 inches. Cats, uh, that's Texas. They were on Lake Travis, 57 anglers. Brian Scarberry, who just keeps winning event after event, 96 inches. Adam Eslack, or Eslack, with 88 and a half. Derek Taylor in third, with 86 and a quarter. And Yakabass, out in California, last but not least, they were on Clear Lake. Uh, York Cell won that one with 96 and a half. Taz Mua, that guy is always in the top 10, usually mm -hmm. the top three, with 95 and three quarter. And Dang Zhong, 
hope I'm saying that right with 94 and a quarter. That guy's always up there top of the leaderboard too. So congrats to everybody in the tournaments this week. And thanks again for having those guys on, uh, for those guys being on tonight. And uh, also go over to KBN. They're doing the um, Save JT tournament. Uh, you can check it out on tourneyx.com. Raising money for, you know, everybody's talked about it so much, but go check that out on tourneyx or just go save jt.com if you don't want to fish or donate money. KBN, they're doing a bunch of raffles. Like you get to hang out with one of them's like hang out with Aaron Lewis, at, like backstage on the tour bus. That sounds awesome. But yeah, KBN doing it up, man. Congrats to them for uh, coming out for a good cause. SaveJT.com. You can just donate if you don't want to get in on any of that. Just send them some money. Like, I think he's got a condition that only one of only four other kids in the world have. That's ultra rare. And, you know, having a kid myself and you're about to be a father. Yeah. It's a, yeah, whenever you have a kid, you just, you know, you pray something like that never happens. But the CAD community is really kind of coming together and doing everything we can to, uh, to yeah, help support them and, try to find a cure for them. So yeah, please, please do that. This is like an all hands on deck for everybody in kayak fishing, SaveJT.com. If you haven't already, tell your friends, check it out, donate a few dollars or get in the tournaments, $50. You can, they have a ridiculous amount of prizes. Or like I said, also on KBN, they're going to be doing a whole bunch of raffles for like an auction. So you can, uh, bid on a lot of different things and raise more money. So I think right now it's up over 340 anglers. So it's, it's going to be a massive tournament. Yep. Cool. That's it. You were on a paddle and fin show. Congrats, Chuck. You made it, it was, on. The show. It was a damn good show. <laughs> I was finally able to get you on. I'm, I'm glad I, yeah, Jimmy. It, was, it, it was cool. I hope it didn't make a fool of myself and uh, definitely, uh, wow. Missed out on Jimmy. I usually watch him and his amazing beard, you know. Yeah, he's got a hell of a beard. Yeah. Now, it's it's one of those, doing a podcast, just one of those things. You did great, but the more you do it, the more you cut loose and really let your inner fool out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good and bad. It, <laughs> I kind of held back a little bit. Held back, yeah. for sure. It is what it is. And, uh, the, you know, you get what you get. I am who I am. So, it is what it is, I guess. I, I don't know. And you're the man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop there. So, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Uh, please, you know, like I said, go to SaveJT.com. And as always, please, let me find the the outro here. Jimmy usually does this. <laughs> I got to find it. Intro. Closer. I found it. All right. Everybody wear your PFDs, and we'll see you all again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs shout out to jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com